Howdy. So what we're going to talk about is how you, if you're interested, could start a fitness coaching services business. So a service-based fitness coaching business as of April 2019. So as of today, literally, if you have just decided, you know what, I want to become a fitness coach and you might have had some experience losing weight or maintaining weight or you like exercising, uh, basically you've got some kind of interest in this and we're going to go through it as if you have absolutely no online presence within a fitness community. So you really are saying, okay, this is day one. I want to do this. What is it that I need to do? Now, I'll do some tie-ins at the end for if you've already got some sort of, of community or following or general message that you've been putting out around health and fitness online. Uh, and basically, all you're going to do is you're going to do what we're about ready to talk about and then um, just kind of share this information on a regular basis with the people that are already connected with you. Um, and this is basically what I would be telling myself. This is how I would start this business, knowing what it is that I've figured out. Um, as I've told, as I've said many times, I started Your Level Fitness back in 2014. It evolved from in-home personal training and group fitness to online coaching. And there's been a lot of things that I've tried, uh, both from tools, tactics, systems, all of it, for all different areas of not only marketing and branding, but actually operating a business. So this is basically what I would do if I was starting a business today uh, and not really, in, 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 uh, but knowing the stuff that, that I know. So in a little bit of a background, um, when it comes to actually running a fitness business, there's some misconceptions out there. Uh, one, on what an actual successful fitness business looks like. I can tell you from the online coaches that I speak with, um, you know, my client base, which right now, um, counting if we call, if we total up monthly billing and annual billing, uh, and that'll make more sense when I, uh, when, when we really get into talking about how to do pricing and how I would structure it, um, it'll make a little bit more sense then. But I probably have somewhere around, probably a little bit over 30 clients right now. And um, when you actually break down the business aspect of coaching, that's going to be more than most. I don't have the exact percentages, but if you talk to 15 or 20 coaches, there's probably only going to be two, maybe three that have that many. So I'm basically setting you telling you exactly how to set up a framework to build what's going to eventually be a successful coaching business. Um, and my hope is as I continue along this path and build this brand and do various things with it, that what will probably end up taking me, so like within the next five years, I'm hoping to really, really close the gap for you if you're starting today um, so that you're further along in five years than where I am right now. So um, we're going to go ahead and do that.
And the first thing you really need to keep in mind is who is it that you're going to be working with? And you're not going to be, you know, you're, you're not going to work with everybody. So what you need to do is figure out who it would be best for you to work with. And for most people, you're going to work, you will want to work with people like yourself. An easy way to do this is you want to work with people that are in a similar career field to what you're in um, because there's going to be some nuances when you're talking about the day-to-day that they you're just going to understand. They're not going to have to explain that to you. You know the stresses they deal with. You kind of have an idea of what the day-to-day looks like. It's a smoother conversation. Okay. So the other part, because as I mentioned before, maybe you've got some sort of history with weight loss. Maybe you've lost weight on your own. So people that were at a similar starting position with weight, um, yeah, probably just with, I I would start with just weight to where you were, that's who you'll want to work with. So again, as, as you build your, your brand and your business and your message evolves, you could very well add on to this, tweak it, change it. But for a question that trips a lot of people up with who is it that I'm going to help, their first initial answer is, I want to work with everybody. And then they are like, well, wait a minute. If I work with everybody, I'm, I'm talking to a few different people here that have you know, different day-to-day lives. It's hard for me to keep up with what's going. So starting out, I would work with people that have a similar background to what you have. So you know, maybe you're the real estate agent that helps other real estate agents you know, lose weight and manage the, the stress as they're working through the, uh, the, the sales cycle for real estate. Um, again, because you know the nuances of what's going on in that industry. You know what the day-to-day is like. You know what kind of grind they're dealing with. You already know going in. It's, it's really built in. So first you want to know who you're working with. So we've done that. Now, the next thing you want to do, you figured out who you want to work with, what are you going to call your, your business? Um, you know, it could just be your first name, last name coaching or first name, last name fitness coaching. The only time that I would recommend um, going away from that would be if somebody else within the fitness industry has the same name that you do, even if it's spelled differently, then you're, you're probably going to want to come up with it with a different name now. And that's different than what I did. See, when I started, everything started with your level fitness. Um, and then now it's transitioned to where I basically want when somebody is searching online, and if you do this, if you search for Daryl Perry and fitness, the nice thing is now because it's been out for so long and I've put so much content out that has both my name and your level fitness in it, if you type in Daryl Perry Fitness into Google, all my stuff is going to start coming up. So that's good. Um, but you know, unless you have a name that is already kind of quote-unquote claimed by somebody in the fitness industry, I would just start with your name and coaching. Um, if not, and this, you're going to want to come up with a straightforward, simple name that you can just, you know, it, it's going to be easy to remember. And you want to make sure that you can actually get the .com URL address. 
Now, we're gonna talk about what needs to be on your website in, in a bit. The reason I want you to get something people can remember is one, you want them to be able to remember it. And the .com isn't so much so they know what they're seeing when you know they, they type it into the, the search engine. The .com is if you have branded merchandise or business cards and you have a website on there, working with small businesses and getting a lot of business cards, when you see a website that is not a .com or has a bunch of a bunch of hyphens in it, you're kind of like, uh, eh, all right, well, they're clearly not the first person that's come up with this idea. So a lot of times, what I'll do is I'll just Google whatever the name is .com, and you know, I, I want to see what the other person's doing, I wanna, because the ch chances are they've actually been working on this longer. So you want something that is short and simple. And then you want to, um, you know, get the .com. Okay, don't spend a ton of time on this. You may spend a day or so just trying to. And again, like if you're, if you can't get first name last name, and you're wanting to do like we we're talking about the real estate weight loss coach coaching, then I would do something like real estate fitness. I don't, I don't know if this is available. This is just stuff that I'm kind of thinking of off the top of my head. So real estate fitness or Real estate, um, yeah, real estate fitness, um, fitness teacher, teacherfitness.com. Um, you want to stay away from just coaching. Now, you could do fitness coaching, but again, we're getting into URLs that are going to be really, really long to type out and really, really long to print out if you have merchandise. Now, personally, I think your level of fitness is a really long URL. It makes sense, it, it made even more sense when I was doing uh, group fitness and personal training, but you know, it makes sense, but it's long. So that's why a lot of times you'll see me shorten it to YLF. That's why the hashtag for folks that are tagging in on stuff is hashtag YLF community. Um, the next thing you'll do, so you've got your URL. Okay, what do we need to put on the website? You need to have a homepage that has a navigation on it. Um, I would say have a brief video that talks about who it is you are and what services you're offering. Who you are, who you work with, and what services you offer. Make this about one to three minutes, and that's gonna be, um, for instance, I use Squarespace for all my websites. So if I was doing, well, I, I have done this. This is actually what I have if you go to yourlevelfitness.com. You'll have the video on there, and you have an option to in, embed a YouTube link. So you're gonna do that, and you're going to then put a cover on it because you don't want people to just like come into your website and the first thing they see is, you know, it's interesting, YouTube comes up with some pretty funny thumbnails on their own. You just don't want people to come in and the first thing they see is you like looking at them with, with your mouth open. Probably not a good first impression. So. That's the first step. You get the URL, you put that on the home page. Now, a lot of this you're going to be doing the same day. Step, you know, the step we're on now with the website and then the social media will be next. But I want to go through what you need on the website. So you need, you know, kind of a, a video that talks about who it is you are, and then think of writing an outline or a couple of quick sentences, maybe, maybe even a couple of short paragraphs basically stating the stuff that you said in the video. Not word for word, but just so somebody can come on your website, they can see what you're about and what you offer. Cool. So then in the navigation, um, you 
will have a services page and you're basically going to cascade that to where it's a menu. So if somebody looks on the services or clicks on that, there's going to be a drop-down menu that lists everything that you have. You're going to do a separate page for each of the services that you offer. And then if you're using Squarespace for your website, I don't know what the going cost is right now. I, I think I, I feel confident in saying you can get a nice uh, business level website with them for about 150 a year now at this point. Um, so you do that. And on your services, the next thing you're going to do is you're going to get an account with a payment processor that's called Moonclerk. Okay. So, um, and basically on your services pages, you're going to have, you, you, you can do videos to explain the services if you want to do that, or you can just put an image that has like what the service is, it's kind of a banner, and then describe the services with just text. And then underneath that, you're going to have a online checkout form that you get through Moonclerk. So Moonclerk, they, um, you actually can set up to have a payment processor account with them. It's like it's $15 a month, or at least it was when I signed up for it. And what it allows you to do is collect payments, and you can actually set these up to where they come up on a set day. The, the important thing is, is it lets you do monthly billing, and then you can do this month to month without contracts. You're gonna run into people that are so used to dealing with the fitness industry and contact and contracts that the fact that you aren't offering contracts will actually be a nice little benefit. And when people cancel, because people do cancel for various reasons, some of them come back by the way, um, you know, you can actually, they can send you a simple message, just a quick message like, hey, you know, it's not working out. Don't get all emotional about it. There's times where, you know, people need to move away from coaching or move on from coaching. And by the way, your overall philosophy should be, I want to make it to where one day you can go through this entire process without needing me. So you will be, uh, you know, canceling uh, monthly subscriptions with clients, you know, as you go along. But what this allows you to do is they can say, hey, I'm ready to cancel. You can log in and you can actually cancel the plan for them. Um, just set proper expectations. I usually tell my clients if they are canceling, um, you know, let me know. I, I set billing up because you can have billing set up uh, on a specific day of the month. Um, I, at first, it was whenever they signed up. That gets a little confusing. So now I have my billing come out uh, for the fitness coaching on the first of every month. And so I just, I ask that they let me know if they can by a week or so before that. That way, I just don't want any overlap. Like if you want to cancel, I want to make sure that I have enough time to log in, go ahead, cancel that for you, get a confirmation over to you that it's been canceled and you not be charged again. So just set the proper expectation with your clients and then, uh, but you're going to have that on each and every one of your service pages. So again, with your website, they're going to be able to, um, They'll be able to go on there. They'll get a little bit of information about you, uh, and then you'll have your services page. Now, as far as them, you know, really honestly, those are the two. Those are the two main sections that you need to have. Now, in years past, you would say, "Well, wait a minute. I need a contact us page. You know, how, how are they going to get in touch with me?" Well, you actually can have it set up with Squarespace. Anytime somebody goes to a page on my website. 
there's not, it, it's a pop-up, but it's not a majorly intrusive pop-up. It literally, if you're on your phone, takes up maybe an eighth of the screen and it just it, um, nudges them to where they can go ahead and, and either uh, call me or they can email me. I might have it set up to where they can text me. Call and email I know for sure on there. Um, so you'll have that on there. You can put your phone number somewhere on the website, either in the copy of, of the main page. Or, you, know, you can always put at the end of, of each of your pages, um, you know, contact, um, you know, call me at whatever number if you have questions. So they, they can certainly reach out to you that way. The other thing is, is when you're doing something on Squarespace, most of the themes are gonna have it set up to where you can put your social media profiles and those are gonna be what you set up next. You absolutely wanna put those on there because that's how a lot of business is done now, is through um, the social media platforms and specifically through Messenger. So um, definitely make sure that you have all of your social profiles on there. That's just kinda how we all communicate now. Now, social media, we're gonna go right into this. Um, again, if you have accounts, cool. You're gonna most likely create another or if you just want to, this is another thing too, if you have a, if you already have a following on Instagram, let's say you have at least 500 followers and you've got a name, whatever your name is, um, I'll go ahead and use my friend Amy because she already has this URL. So her name is Gem of the Gym, G-E-M of the G-Y-M. So she is reserved, she has gemofthegym.com. So you could always do that as your, again, if you've built a brand elsewhere, which building a brand just means you, you've, you know, built up a certain reputation online, you just, you really can see if the .com is available for that, um, and then just use that. If, you're, if you haven't, whatever your .com is, you're also going to try to get the Instagram handle for. Now, you may have to use underscores to break up words to get that handle if the, you know, just whatever the name of your website isn't available on Instagram. So if you need to do that, you do it. Um, you'll also, so you'll want an Instagram account. You will want a Facebook account. Um, and then when you, or excuse me, a Facebook page for your, for your coaching business. Um, but I would actually, with Facebook, because they're going to ask you which category you are, I, I would actually use Facebook to build as a community. Now, I run ads on Facebook. I will run uh, sales ads on Facebook where basically instead of like just getting likes and shares and people to, to then not only just on the post but like my Facebook page, I will also you know put sales ads out. Um, but for the most part, what you're going to use your Facebook page for isn't necessarily, most of the content on there isn't going to be to sell. Most of the content is going to be to share your perspective on popular fitness topics. So when you're setting your page up, I would actually set it up under community unless you have already picked up your personal training certification, which you will, I, I absolutely recommend getting. But right now we're just setting up the business, okay? We're setting up the branding of the business. So you then, with your Facebook page, you want to change the name of it to whatever your 
.com is, uh, or whatever your, don't put the .com, actually probably a better way of saying this, set your Instagram account up first, your Instagram page, and then set up your Facebook uh, page for your business, and then you're going to name it the same thing as your Instagram handle. Now, you then will have an option to change your Instagram profile to a business one and connect it with your Facebook page. So connecting these two, there are some benefits to it. You see a lot more analytics with the Instagram posts that you're putting out. Um, if you have a business page, there's no cost of doing this. You just switch it over and you can always switch it back too. Um, but one of the benefits of doing this is when you post something on Instagram, if they're tied together, you actually then can share it on Facebook. It will come through as a formatted post for Facebook. You just need to remember to take the hashtags out. So Facebook and Instagram will be your big social media accounts. Uh, if you've got, if you're familiar on some of the others, if you're active on some of the others, is probably the better way of saying it, then you know, you will look to also link those up on your website. So if you've got a YouTube channel, put it on there. If you've got a Snapchat, if you've got a Twitter, uh, if you're in corporate wellness, go ahead and put your LinkedIn on there. Uh, corporate wellness is, is actually a, an excellent service for any to get into if you're somebody that has worked in an office for a number of years and has been able to lose and then maintain uh, weight loss. So we've got our social media. We've got our website set up. So these are the things you can do before you even formally set up your business. The next step is to set up your business. Now, when I did this in Kentucky, um, contacted an attorney. We already had somebody that had worked on some other stuff um, that we had a relationship with. So we were able to get everything set up straight away. I know there's things like websites where you can just get the forms. I recommend when you're setting your business up, especially the first one that you're doing, uh, definitely go ahead and spend the, the it, it's spend the money and get the extra piece of time, peace of mind that you know you've got a good attorney, a good business attorney setting this up for you. So once you're set up as a business, uh, I would start studying for a personal training exam if you're going to be in the world of online fitness coaching. And the reason for that is we are still very, very early on in online coaching and really Everyone can do it. You literally, like the stuff that I told you, you really, you can, and you can definitely make an argument for should, you you can start coaching people through their day-to-day -day process before you're certified as a trainer, before you even have a business. A lot of people do it. And really all coaching is, is you're helping people through their day-to-day. -day. You're helping them navigate the choices that they're making. You're helping them set up um, a way of, of, um, of just kind of um, dealing with the things that, that creep up, either things that pop up on a somewhat regular basis or the out of the ordinary stuff that just end up getting in the way of, for them. Um, so that's really all coaching is. Now, um, again, so you can get some practice doing this so when people do eventually start paying you for it, you know what you're doing. Um, so... If you can start coaching, why on with just straight away, why on earth would you get a personal training certification? Well, because we're so early on in this and anybody can do it, you need to stand out. You need to be able to justify that people should in fact 
pay you money to coach them through this process. So you need things that are going to set you apart. A personal training certification is one of those things. Now, there's a number of, of different companies that you can go with, but there's really a handful of major ones. The one that I went through for mine, um, and I still recommend because I think if you're working with, a, with most average folks, um, the American Council on Exercise was, was adequate. Um, so I got a personal training certification through them. And then every couple of years, you actually, every two years, you have to rectify your certification, which basically means you've got to take an extra course and pick up an extra certification, and then you've got to pay them um, some money to go ahead and, and recertify you for two more years. You do also have to keep your um, keep your certification, uh, or excuse me, your your first aid and uh, CPR certification, CPR AED first aid certification up to date. Um, and then in each state, once you have a personal training certification, I know in Kentucky, uh, you know, we have to have insurance. I think most states are probably set up the same way. Uh, but you know, you can get, uh, I know the company I go through for my personal training insurance uh, is, uh, is, is, um, just a company, a company that's based up in the Northeast, and they work, this policy they have is strictly for personal training, and it says that it covers online training, so it's weird. I think that's what you're doing is online coaching. When you, you know, online coaching hopefully would be covered by online training, ask them when you, when you call, but you definitely need to cover and have insurance, and again, this is another thing that is, is setting you apart um, from other fitness coaches. So what are the things that you've done so far to set yourself apart? You've got a personal training certification. You've actually formally set up a business. So like mine, Your Level Fitness is an LLC. So registered in the state of Kentucky. It is Your Level Fitness LLC. Um, and then you've got your personal training certification. And then you have your insurance. Now, every two years when you go for your uh, rectify your certification. They will send you things for uh, workshops. Ace sends me things for workshops all the time. They send me all these things for continual education. There's all kinds of options. I would recommend at first, at least your first couple times through, because uh, again, two years in, you're going to have a pretty good idea of the types of people that you're working with, the direction of your business. I would look for certifications that complement that. So for me, since I end up doing a lot of you know, habit-based nutrition coaching, that's why my continual educations through ACE, I've picked up the, um, their nutrition special, like some nutrition certification they had years ago or some nutrition bundle that they had. Uh, and then I ended up getting the precision nutrition habit-based um, uh, certification, which counted towards my continual education for ACE. So you know, since I do a lot of that, and my other one was um, fitness for seniors, which I thought was a great certification because it really teaches you a lot of adaptive exercise moves. And if you ever end up going into the personal training end of this, uh, those adaptive exercises will really help you with a lot of different populations. So, but you know, in general, because see, they're always going to try to convince you that this next thing is going to be the latest and greatest that sets you apart. The truth is, when you have nutrition certifications, they don't really set you apart. What sets you apart, like if you say, I'm a personal trainer. That has been around for a while, and that is a certification that most people hear 
that, they're like, okay, this person, you know, they've put the time in, they put the effort in, they do have some credentials. There are so many nutrition certifications right now, like, you know, people will hear that, they're like, great. And that's about it. So, um, you've got your certification, you've got your website, you've set up your social media accounts, you've registered your business, you know who you're working with, how are you going to get clients? You're going to do a, there's a strategy here where you're basically going to put out your thoughts and opinions on health and fitness, even to the point of giving away, quote unquote, your best stuff, your best information. You're going to put it out on the internet for mass consumption. And the reason you're going to do that is because you then will become what's known as an expert. Other people will look to you as being an expert because what you've taken the time to do is taken your thoughts around topics that most people have made very, very complicated over the years and you've talked about them in a straightforward, simple way. So that's another thing. When you're working with people that are that have busy lives, that have a busy life like you, do not overcomplicate this stuff. If you want to pick a topic and talk about it, then, you know, you then um, talk about that topic. You can write almost a blog post type on uh, type post on Facebook and Instagram. Facebook or Instagram. Well, actually, Facebook and Instagram because you can share your, uh, you can share your post. Um, then, you know, again, you're going to make it as simple as possible. Now, what I'm not, what I've not mentioned here is all the other ways that you can get this message out. Uh, the ones that I'm using right now, because they're most popular, are the podcast first and foremost. Uh, and I do believe anytime that you are trying to build a business where you're going to be providing service and people are going to be trusting what it is that you're saying and doing, a podcast only makes sense because they can actually start to hear your thoughts and your voice and you are reinforcing the messages that you're putting out. And it's actually in your voice. That's one. And two, which is pro- which is just as important as one, is they can consume it on their time. If you think about doing a blog post or a video, people have to stop what they're doing to consume that content. So the fact that you're doing a podcast and they can listen to it whenever, you're just being all that more considered. It's like, hey, here's my opinion and on this, and you can listen to it whenever you want. Straight away, really simple. Now, the when we start talking about second level types of content, I mentioned Facebook and I mentioned Instagram, and that basically means you're going to be using all the features within those apps, writing posts, putting pictures up, writing some caption around it, telling your day-to-day story, um, using stories to tell your day-to-day story. Uh, and, and that actually, that's a huge benefit for you marketing your business because it's a chance for you to show what your day-to-day life is. Don't really use Instagram stories to you know, go off on a tangent or to share tips because unless somebody is really wanting fitness tips in their story, you know, when they're watching stories, they're probably going to fast forward through it. Plus, it's only going to be something that they see you know, for that first 24 hours, unless you pin it on your profile as, you know, fitness tips, 
but then somebody has to see it and be in the mood to watch you talk about fitness tips um, instead of doing something else. So you know you're going, but you're so use Instagram stories just to um, share your day. And you know there's no you, you could have as many clips as you need. Um, there's no minimum. I would just say share things on your story just about every day, and it, things that align with your particular message. And that's very easy to do because you not only can share pictures and videos of your day, you can also caption quotes and share posts, uh, posts from your own feed or posts from somebody else's feed. So again, all you're doing is showing people your day-to-day -day and you're sprinkling in some things that reinforce your message. So that's how we do that. Now, so you've got those two major platforms. Then we start looking at the secondary platforms. This again is if you don't have any type of online presence right now and you are coming into this day one you're wanting to build your own fitness business so what I would recommend doing of course is the podcast for the reason that I told you so uh, I would make the podcast either your name first name last name or your business's name and this is going to be a play and I would download the anchor app so go to anchor.fm and you literally get a chance to record your thoughts, your opinions, and put them out to the world, and they go to places where people are actually paying attention. Spotify and what is now Apple Podcasts, but used to just be iTunes, but you can find a podcast on iTunes. So, you know, put your put your ideas out there. Uh, Instagram within Instagram, there's IGTV, which gives you a chance to put longer videos up. Um, I think mainly five and ten minutes in length depending on your account. Um, so that, if you do that, that actually will help you as well. And, um, you know, again, I, when we start getting into content creation, there's all kinds of editing tools out there. If you're trying to build a brand and a business, don't worry about editing. Worry about the volume. As time goes on and you get more comfortable creating content, either written, audio, or uh, video, if you want to look at editing or having somebody edit stuff for you, you can. But to me, and again, this is strictly from a business standpoint, all right? If you're starting a business and you're, wa you're wasting all this time editing something that to get something to look the way you want it to look, one, your audience hasn't seen it, and two, you know, so it, it's one, so your audience hasn't seen it, so it's based on your preferences, not theirs. Uh, and two, you're taking too much time. They've already moved on. They're already moving on to the coaches that are putting stuff out every day. Uh, in a lot of cases, multiple times a day, which we should be doing. And so at first, speed is everything. As time goes on, as you get more comfortable, if you want to do editing, if you want to hire an editor, absolutely go ahead and do it. But I will tell you with podcasting and IGTV, it's all about the, the quality of the content quality of the message, not so much what the look is. Um, and I would recommend actually doing IGTV over YouTube at this point, just because there's so many YouTube channels out there. There's so much noise. There are a lot of people that are producing YouTube uh, content that are using editors that are putting things out at a very, very high frequency and a high volume that has also been edited. So you coming in day one thinking you're going to take over on YouTube or you're going to take a huge chunk out of something is not really going to happen. 
Vlogs. I started a YouTube channel. I'm not sure when I started it, if it was 2014 or 2015, but the point is between 2015 and 2016, and even honestly up until like, I, I think I put something out on there probably within the last five or six months, like nobody watches my YouTube videos. I can put one video out on Instagram TV and get more views in five hours than I've gotten in the entire three years more than that now, five or six years, wait, let's get this right, okay, four or five years that the YouTube channel has been been yes, so that, and again, like this is one of those things, it's, everybody wants to start a YouTube channel, it's familiar, it's what you think you're, you, you should do, but cutting through the noise on YouTube is very hard, once you get people to your Facebook page, you then also start a Facebook group. Now, groups are what a lot of the product-based coaches, that's what they're coaching. So it's some service-based coaches. Basically, they want people to pay to join a Facebook group. I'm a big believer that if you're, a re- if you're really coaching, you should be working one-on-one. That's what people should be paying for. And the other stuff, especially when you start seeing stuff that other coaches are charging for, give it away for free. Facebook group is absolutely something you should give away for free. This is a place where you can share not only content around your message, but you can make it, you know, like what people come to Facebook for, which is gifts, memes, you know, videos that that aren't necessarily by you, but they tie into your centralized message. So you then can start a Facebook group. Um, now, we've talked about marketing. How in the world do we get clients? All right, well, first, let's talk about how to price it. I recommend at first, while you're figuring this out, you do not charge for clients. Coach for free. We've already set up our Moon Clerk account. I get it. And if you feel comfortable being able to sell your services and deliver, then set up a monthly amount and tell people that you're doing online now um, and tell them what it would cost. So, take on some clients and then for about at least a couple of months you're just figuring out how to do this you're figuring out how to set proper expectations on a communication channel um, like how often are they checking in with you via text or phone call or whatever um, you know I recommend the way that I do my stuff now my clients always have access they, they have access to my cell phone they can text me so while you know if you send me a message on social media Sometimes I'm pretty quick to reply. Sometimes it gets lost. But if you're texting me, I know I'm going to get it. Um, And set proper expectations on when you're going to be able to get back with it. But you and your clients should have some kind of daily communication. And I think text is probably the best way to do it. In addition, I use an app called, or a a site, it's really an app, called Calendly. And what I'm able to do is I sync it up to my so then, each week, I send out an email to my clients that says, hey, here's my schedule for this week. You know, let's hop on a call and talk about what it is that, that you know, you're working through. Like, what's your week looking like? What do you want to focus on specifically you know, right now? You know, what questions do you have? So what you're doing is you're having that daily check-in, that daily accountability, that daily back-and-forth. And then you're also saying, okay, I know we 
but actually sitting down and having a conversation via, via phone, via video conference, whatever, you know, you just have more of an actual conversation. It's more of an in-depth, uh, it's more in-depth than just texting back and forth. So again, I use Calendly, I put that in an email that I send out. I do use MailChimp, I think most of my clients uh, know that by now, but it's just a real simple thing of, hey, here's my calendar for this week, let them book their own times. And I always tell them, like, look, if the time's available, don't work for me. If the times that are available don't work for you, please text me and we'll figure something out. Because the number one thing when you're in, when you're doing uh, fitness coaching, it's, it's a service-based business. You're there for your clients. So, like, if the times that you have available don't work for them, then you figure out a time that's going to work for them. You work around their schedule. This is where you're going to lose a lot of fitness coaches, by the way. Uh, in addition to this being very uh, a very competitive industry right now, right now there's a lot of noise. It's not as competitive as you would think because most people that, that say that are claiming to be coaches aren't really doing a lot of coaching. Um, so realizing that you're working for your clients, like it's their their success is your responsibility. Getting a a phone call with them, a video conference on their schedule, that is your responsibility. Basically, everything that goes, that could go, you know, that could be an inconvenience or could be creeping up or could go wrong is your fault. Every success along the way is all because of the work that they've done. So it is a very service-centered uh, business. So, uh, but you've got to have a structure on that. So again, set up proper a, a proper communication schedule. Um, many of my clients check in with me nightly. Some are checking in what ends up being a couple times a week. And others have communication schedules but don't really pay attention to them. Um, I love you guys. But, you know, we got to talk. So, uh, <laughs> so, you've got your communication schedule. Again, the tools I mentioned for that. Use Calendly to sync to your uh your emails calendar and I do recommend when you go through Squarespace spend the five to ten bucks a month to go through Gmail and set up an email that has you know your first name at whatever your domain is so mine is Daryl at your level fitness.com D-A-R-Y-L at your level fitness.com email me um, you know so email them once a week um, you know, and again, make it very, it's a very straightforward message. There's going to be, you know, there'll be some things out there that will tell you if you're starting a fitness coaching business to like start an email list and start mailing people lots of stuff. And again, like I, as I mentioned, I've tried a number of things over the years. I have an email list that was set up to do stuff like that. But then I'm like, this was 2016, 2017. Like, I don't want a bunch of email in my own inbox. Like I have email addresses that I set up just to get ebooks from people back when I was really into reading books and like I haven't checked their newsletter in years I see that they send me stuff all the time but other than like saying oh yeah I remember who that girl or guy is and then deleting it like I pay no attention to it so you always need to be considerate of your clients time regardless of if that's in scheduling a phone call or you know what it is that you're posting or sending out uh, via email and in the email I like to use it as a tool to set up appointments that's pretty much the only thing I use it for um when it comes to that. Now, if a client emails me and we have an email conversation back and forth, yes, I use email for that. But for a marketing purpose, that's what I do. 
I just, you know, sit up and make a video and call video. So, we've done that. We have our schedule set up. We now know what we're going to charge for clients. How are we going to get them? We're putting content out. Aren't people just going to come to us? No. <laughs> Probably not. What you need to do is you need to start having conversations with people. You can have conversations. Instagram is still a great place for this, even with the algorithm squeeze that's going on right now. You just talk to people. Talk to people in their comments. Talk to people in DM. Become very familiar with what's going on in the day-to-day -day lives of individuals. And you're not really there to pitch your stuff yet. Wait a minute, what? I'm here to build my business. Yeah, no one cares what you're here for. People are on here posting about their weight loss journey and they're looking for help and accountability. So what you do is no strings attach, attached, you help them, you help them, you help them, you help them. And then if they at any point either say something like, I really need help with this, that's when you message in the DM and be like, hey, you know, as long as you legitimately like this is what you do. Hey, you know, I saw that you're struggling with this. This is what a lot of the people I work with are doing. You know, I, I'm, I'm pretty good at helping people with this. This is what a lot of my clients do. With. And then you let it sit. And, you know, um, you know, you, you can always, let's see, the way I would, the way I would say this, have you ever thought of working with me? A lot of my clients do with this. And they'll even say yes or no. If you approach it that way, where you've had a conversation with somebody back and forth, and you've responded, like you've commented on posts, um, you know, you build up equity. You're not the spam bot. You're not the person that follows somebody and then automatically shoots them a DM of, hey, have you ever thought about working with a coach? Don't do that. That's bad. Um, but if you're somebody that has been part of the community and you've been very helpful to people, you've, in a sense, built up equity with the community and you have built it up to where you have the opportunity to ask people if they want to work with you. Now again, and this is the other part, most people are going to say no. Even the people that you could probably really help, they're not interested. Like, you know, again, nobody really wants, nobody really wants to pay money to have somebody tell them to do something that in theory they're going to be able to do on their own. Wait a minute, people can do this on their own? They can. But the thing is, is based on the experiences that they've had to this point, even though they can do it on their own, they're not capable of working through the mental aspects of this, of staying consistent and focusing on the things that they're doing right. People always want to focus on, you know, either how the scale has gone up or they haven't been as consistent. It's really kind of interesting how by default, people just don't think, people just don't think they've done well with all this. And, you know, but they have to be the ones that come to that conclusion, not you. If you come to that conclusion and you tell them, you're not gonna be very successful. You might get a couple clients here and there. But in general, most people aren't interested in hearing that. So you help people and then you have the opportunity to ask them if they want to work with you. Well, what happens if they say no? Do I stop talking to them? No. The conversation continues. And the thing is, is there's absolutely no way, like there's no formula for this. This is all feeling out a conversation. This is all like you have, you know, a back and forth. There have been clients where, and this has been where they've been referred to me quote unquote, like somebody has seen my stuff online 
or has heard about me in, in some way, shape, or form. And so they, they're like, hey, you know, I heard about what it is that you do. Then within the con, in, then within a couple of messages, yes, I'm sending them the link to that checkout page. Remember, you have your services page with the checkout URL on it, and you, um, you send it to them, and they end up checking out. But there's also been, so okay, that, that would have been a quote-unquote uh, sale that happened within a matter of moments, couple minutes maybe. Most of them though kind of go like this. You're just talking to people and you kind of, again, it's all ebb and flow. And I always recommend the first opportunity when somebody would pitch services, like you, you feel it. It feels good. Like I can make my pitch. Let it go. Help them without the sales angle. But what are you talking about, Daryl? I've talked to them. I've built this relationship. This is the moment I've been waiting for. Yeah, you've built the relationship. You've built the quote-unquote equity with all of this. But you want to know what else? If you wait, you're building more equity. You're you're waiting for when it's the absolute right time. Now, look, the thing is, is you can have conversations uh, all throughout the year with somebody and then like when January hits people are primed in January man they are ready to do fitness coaching so you can wait and do your sales pitches in January the other thing and I did this last year this past year and I think it works you will find out that the months of November and December you'll have people that you're working with that yeah they see the value in what you're doing you're bringing value to it they're going to continue to pay you because they don't you're, you're helping them with what they're doing. But getting a new person, a new client to commit to, um, to fitness coaching that time of the year when we're talking November and December, that is very difficult to do. So what you may want to do, you can set this up very easily in, um, in, in your Moon Clerk account is set it up to where they don't make a payment until January 1st. Give them the months of November and December for free. But wait a minute, I don't want to, you know, I want to get paid for the work I do. I can tell you, especially starting out, you're going to have to do stuff like this. You know, this whole thing of like, I'm a fitness coach and people are just going to want to work with me. I can tell you, it doesn't happen all that often. Now, if you have built up credibility as a fitness coach, some other way, like maybe you've built an Instagram account up and you've done some different things, then yeah, you, you very easily, I mean, you might be able to, maybe, but there's also a pretty good chance that eh, it's not going to come to you nearly as easily as you would have hoped. And with that being the case, with that being the case, um, you know, you're you're going to have to prove the value of your services before people really start paying you what you think you're worth as a coach. Again, this is what part of what makes this very very difficult. Most people don't want to hear this. They basically want to hear, "I'm running a fitness business, and people should pay me right off the bat." Maybe they should, but here's the thing: they decide. The people that you're wanting to work with. They decide if you're worth what you think you are. It's not about what you think. Now, you'll hear a lot of people saying, well, don't 
don't price yourself out. Oh yeah, that's true. But you gotta be able to have people willing to pay you first. And I think the best way of doing this is you build it up where you're coaching people for free at first. They're definitely gonna be getting more than they're paying for, hopefully, uh, from, from what you're doing. And then you gradually start doing monthly billing. And then when you do monthly billing, um, you know, after a while, you, and I recommend keeping people, except for the ones, this is one thing I've learned. If you work with people for free, or I, I actually skipped an entire section of what I did with my business when I started doing billing like this. Um, I had one where you would just pay one flat fee annually. And that was it. And it really, like, I mean, I ended up selling a fair amount of clients this way. But the problem is, is after that one transaction, you then just become another person in the phone. Without paying you monthly, they've paid you once. At some point, the the value of that transaction in their mind has gone away. So when that's happened, you know, you really don't have any leverage. Now you can go back and say, look, you know, it's been a while since we worked together. Um, I'm now doing monthly billing. I, I think that you should transition to this because like, I, I think we just reached a point where, you know, I'm not really helping you as much. And you're kind of looking at this as I paid for it once and you're basically taking coaching for granted. Um, what I have done to kind of transition people into billing, because again, something I do is it's always, right now is always the best time to work with me for this type of service. Because if you sign, whatever pricing I'm running at the time is what you're going to pay for as long as you're working with me. So it is the best idea for you to get in while this price is going on because the way, and I don't have set dates that I change pricing normally. Um, you know, it's, it's all based on my workload and can I really take on new clients at this particular rate? And if I can't, I got to raise my prices. Um, so that's really what's happened. But if you're somebody that was with me, say I'm on like pricing tier four right now, and you're somebody that was with me at pricing tier one when I first started doing monthly billing, then, you know, because you believed in this type of coaching, and that's another thing you're going to, you're going to run into is people are just now starting to see the value of all this. Um, you see the value in this type of coaching. I want to reward you for you staying at the rate that, that you came in on. Now I'm always watching to see what other fitness coaches that are in, um, you know, that are doing similar things to me or charging. I'm not interested in undercutting them per se. I'm interested in having a, an extraordinarily um, competitive rate because again, like I don't have to pay somebody else to do marketing. I don't have to pay somebody else to do editing. I don't have to pay somebody else to do design. I'm basically just trading my time and my efforts around something that I enjoy doing and something that I've actually been involved in for most of my life, either personally or professionally or both. So, you know, I can always have a competitive price, but I'm always watching to see what the market's doing and I'm also watching to see what my workload is like and is okay, is it time for me to raise my prices for the new folks coming in? So you will always know that now is the best time for you to sign up with me and two, 
when we are talking about price, there's a good chance price-wise, well, value-wise, let's talk about value. My price is gonna be lower and the value, talking about the amount of content that I've put out and that you have access to all the time, um, you know, the value I bring is always gonna be high. So that's pretty much how you do pricing. Um, I think, and I do like the idea of keeping people at that rate for as long as they're with you. And that's a model that I heard of that I really came into contact with with a, a gym that I used to be familiar with in the area. Um, I didn't really work for them. The gym I worked for actually bought them out, so we did absorb their contracts, and I got to see how they did a lot of their billing. But basically, you would buy a lifetime membership uh, and would renew each year at a dollar. That that might have actually been what influenced me, the whole thing of like, okay, you pay the flat rate, and it's kind of like a lifetime thing, but it really didn't work out well because people just took it for granted. Um, so... So yes, but I want to reward people. That, so you know, get on as early as you can. You're going to be rewarded by that being your your rate for life. Um, and then also, just um, um, you know, realize that the time you get on is always the best time because three to four months from now, it's probably going to be different. Um, and I don't, unless I have a planned rate increase, I don't really talk about them. Yeah, right now is just the best time to do them because usually it'll be I, I look at my workload, my client load, and I'll be like, eh, probably need to raise my rates because if I take on uh, any more clients at this rate, I'm going to be uh, working a lot harder and I need to be making a little bit more money for that. So, um, so I do that. Um, but that's how you do sales and pricing. And, you know, you can run... I think if you're going to run ads on social media, don't necessarily do them for sales as much, but do them for brand awareness. You've got a central message, put some content out on Facebook, run some promoted posts. If you've got a post that's performing well on Instagram that can be tied into what your central message is, then certainly go ahead and and you know put some money out to promote that. I don't necessarily like doing as many um, here's the, you know, go ahead and buy my services post because I want to talk to people and make sure that I'm going to be the right fit for them and us working together is going to make sense. So I don't like just, I I'm very, that's the fortunate thing is I've, I'm, I'm at a point now where I can pick and choose who I work with. Um, so part of like, and it has nothing to do with where somebody is from like a starting point. It really has to do with their attitude. Uh, cause if somebody comes in and works with me and they're going to want to like, you know, because they've been going through, you know, the weight loss stuff for years and they've been dieting, you know, somebody that's going to tell me how things are going to go, I'm not interested in doing that. So, you know, and that's the other nice thing about putting all this content out is there's a certain, there's a certain learning curve of when, of, of when you're working with somebody, you've, you've got to pick up on the nuances and you've got to build that relationship from, you know, client and coach. And it takes time to figure that out. Well, if you've been listening to my podcast or you've been following me on Instagram or you've been part of the uh, Facebook community group or, or whatnot, or, you know, like you get a pretty good idea of what my message is and what I'm about. Um, so, you know, it's, it's nice advertising for me. Uh, the other thing is, and what really kind of helps in these conversations, again, I said you have the opportunity of asking people, um, you know, if they're, if they're ready to work with you. And the closest thing I will ever do to a hard sell is if I know somebody has been following me for a while. And they know, like, they're very clear on the fact that the way I, I set goals and track progress with my clients, 
I make that readily available, yourlevelfitness.com backslash framework. Check it out. Um, you know, and I talk about um, how to set this up and do it on your own. If I'm putting all this information out and you literally can listen to my podcast for hours and pull the framework for setting daily, weekly goals and tracking your progress off the internet and it's still not clicking. Uh, Because really with the podcast, I mean, essentially, I am the coach in your head. You will start hearing my voice when you're thinking about all this this stuff that's talking about. That's what's really cool about the podcast is it's it's creepy, but it's pretty nifty too because, you know, you've got the, the dialogue of you and yourself going on in your head and then you know, when you're thinking about trying to change a habit, you'll hear my voice all of a sudden say override. It's pretty creepy, but again, it's nifty. So if the information is being put out and you're not able to do it on your own, I mean, then yeah, I could suggest, you know, look, I know we talked a couple months ago or however long ago, but you may want to think about working with me because all the stuff that I do from an information standpoint is out for consumption. And you can use it on your own and you've had access to it. You've listened to the podcast, but you're not doing the things on your own to do, you know, to, to, uh, get the results or the outcomes that you're looking for. And by the way, even then, when you say that people are like, nope, I'm gonna do it on my own. And the interesting thing is, is as a coach, you're just like, okay. And you just keep a conversation going, but you all, you know, like that's really what this is. You just have conversations with people and you put the option out there and when it's, time for them they'll they'll decide if they want to work with you and the other thing is is I don't have to do a ton of follow-up unless somebody posts posts something where they're struggling and it really is a situation where I could help them like I don't do a lot of follow-up when I'm like are you still thinking you know like I won't say something to somebody and they'll be like yeah I'll think about it I'm not messaging them a week later like well have you thought about it because usually I mean look again and this is very very important People are going to work with you, buy from you when they're ready. So, you know, just go the opposite route of all the fitness coaches, the cliche fitness coaches, you know, the ones that are spamming the DMs, trying to sell, sell, sell. Let me motivate you. Let me motivate you. Remember, information is free in 2019. If you put all your information out there, because again, most people, even though they think they're going to lose weight on their own, they're not really moving forward with this stuff as fast as they would like. And that's where coaching can help them, but they have to be in the mindset to do it. Now, why does, why does coaching help somebody lose weight faster? Because you have somebody that knows that starts to know the ins and outs of your day-to-day situation that is not in your household, that is not in your inner circle, that does not have a vested relationship with you outside of the fitness coaching, unless you you do become friends with your clients. So again, I have to say this all the time. Uh, Emily, why you? Because I have more than one Emily client. Um, you and I are always friends, and other Emily, Ek, you and I are friends too. Um, but you just you know like you need somebody outside of your inner circle to really be able to look at what it is that's going on and help you with that. That's like when I talk about, you know, your, your spouse can be your accountability partner. It's great if you guys go, you know, follow the same eating plan, work out of the same place. But I can tell you, like, I've been, again, I've been doing coaching and training for a while. My wife, we don't work together on this stuff. 
We've had conversations, and you know how when your spouse tells you to do something, it comes off as a nag? Yeah. That's why you need something besi- someone beside your spouse to uh, look at this from the outside. And that's where you, if you're a fitness coach, can help. But this is all about building credibility. This is all about um, you really wanting to help people. Because the thing I think there's a big misconception on is that you're going to just start this business and you're going to make all this money. This takes a lot of time to do, guys. It's not a quick process at all. It's going to take years. And that leads me to another thing. You should do this as a side business. And you should, you know, really, because if you're doing it as a side business, you don't have to even put nearly as many sales messages out there. You just put helpful information out. And then people eventually, years down the line, again, unless you've built up a following some other way, look, if, and if you've been lucky enough to start sharing your story on social media, say you're sharing it on Instagram, and you hit the algorithm to where one of the popular hashtags has, has you know, your couple of your posts have gained traction and you've gained um, thousands, if not tens of thousands of followers quickly, then that is fantastic. Then you already do have an audience and it would be better if you're like, I really want to help people just continue to put information out that will help people. And then eventually people will come to you and start talking about coaching. If you can build a coaching business while you're doing some other type of, of work, that's why, I mean, like I work in marketing, I do marketing consulting right now. And I'm still like, I, I'm still looking at marketing positions. I could absolutely work a full-time marketing position and, you know, work with the clients that I work with now. And, you know, basically what I would do is I just would not, my, my content would get a lot less salesy. Like you basically would get all the helpful information and I would continue to reinforce it, but I just wouldn't be taking on clients all that, all that much. And I wouldn't need to put the sales pitches out. Now for the last six months or so, I've had to do that because, you know, this has been my primary income. It comes off of your level fitness. So, but, you know, I would recommend just really, really building this and nurturing it as your baby. Uh, as you build brand, you can do all kinds of cool things with this. So I'm saying start the podcast on day one. But like, you know, those of you that know me recently this month, thanks to my buddy Gary Cantrell, um, or last, this month it started, um, the, this month it went live, the online shop is up. So my centralized message, stuff that I talk about regularly, like you put it on merchandise and, and people actually buy it. It's cool. It's awesome. Like we live in such a great time and you have so many opportunities, but what I really don't want is you as somebody trying to be a fitness coach thinking that you're going to make a ton of money right off the bat doing this. Because unless you have a following where you've got so many people following you that if you just put out a general message and, and think about it this way, guys, if there's a hundred people that would benefit from working from you, not that could, but that, that would benefit from working with you, maybe three to five of them will think about it. And maybe one, if you're lucky, will actually come on board with you. So when I say that and I tell you that, you know, based on everything that's going on right now, like I'm involved in the fitness process of people that, that I've, you know, sold coaching to, and I'm around 30 clients. When you think of how many conversations and you think of how much content that I've put out around this, 
you then start to really get an appreciation for one, how rewarding yet difficult this really is and what kind of a grind that you're into now that you're getting into. Now, the reason that I'm putting this out and I want people to know what it takes to start their own coaching business is one, I, I want it to be here. Like, cause I think a lot of stuff that people try to sell you again, this is putting out the content that other people try to sell. There's a lot of people trying to sell you on the idea of becoming a fitness coach, but they really haven't built a business on their own. They're selling you on an idea that they think is going to work. So I'm like, all right, cool. Here's what I've learned. And hopefully by listening to this again in the next five years, because I'm still going to be doing this no matter what, you're still going to see your level of fitness. You're still going to see branded stuff from me. I'm still going to be putting out all the information. I'm still going to be you know, working with some of my client with my clients. Um, I'm just hoping in the next five years, if you're deciding that you're going to start doing this, that your business is bigger than my business is at this point, five years in. That's why I'm doing this. And again, there's a lot of people that are going to sell you on the idea of becoming a fitness coach, but they've never actually operated the business themselves. So I hope that this was helpful. I hope that, um, you know, you take this and you run with it again. I've talked about this before. I've probably talked to a few dozen people about becoming fitness coaches, uh, in the last five years, especially in the last year since I've started to, to really kind of be, been being known, within the, the community as an online coach, I tell people exactly how I've done it. And I hope by listening to this, uh, that, you know, you've been able to, to get some helpful information out of it. You've been able to decide if, if, you know, this is something you want to try, but more importantly, like letting you know how much work is actually involved, how much patience it takes and the kind of, of attitude and mindset you really have to have. Cause you're not going to just be able to cash in on, on, you know, the community just by inspiring them because you work out showing people what you do day to day is important because it means that you're, you know, living the life that you're, you're talking about, but that's not going to bring you a ton of money. Unless again, you've got hundreds of thousands of Instagram followers and then you just putting out a message ends up getting you dozens and dozens of clients. And if that's you good, you are using the power of the brand that you have built on social media and hitting that Instagram algorithm when, or whenever you started, because there's a lot of people that started Instagram accounts a long time ago before any of the rest of us were here and they've built a pretty huge following where they've hit that algorithm. And if you're using that algorithm to actually help people and you're willing to, to work with them one-on-one -on -one and just you putting a post out gets you a few dozen clients or however many clients, I'm happy for you. That is awesome. I, I can't wait to see where you take this in the next few years, but I want you to know exactly what it takes to do this. So any comments or questions you have, let me know. You can either message me on Instagram. I am at yourlevelfitness, or you can uh, email me. That is daryl at yourlevelfitness.com. That is D-A-R-Y-L at yourlevelfitness.com. Thank you as always for listening, and I will talk to you again real soon.